Welcome to Sixers and Six, America's favorite six-minute Sixers podcast. I'm your host, Miggy DeLeon, and joining me as always is one Chris Hipple. Say hi. Good evening, Miguel. Good evening, Chris. We are coming at you after a rare loss on the season to the Trailblazers, who were missing C.J. McCollum and Dame Lillard, and we somehow got blown out, uh, 121 to 105, in a game where Joel Embiid uh, really showed his dominance, but more importantly and more scarily, he had a hyperextended left knee, I believe, or right knee, I'm not sure, uh, which I think it's really important that we get Dr. Chris on the line. Dr. Chris? When he went down, my heart was in my throat, uh, which is not where it should be. Nope. It just was such a reminder of like how fragile so the whole fragile. thing is. And all I will say from the medical point of view is that whatever he did to his knee, I would like for it to happen to me and to all of us because right. Take my he knee. quickly came back in the game and he seemed like he was better than ever. Right. He scores 25 points in the second quarter. The rest of the Sixers scored four points in the second quarter. That is the most points in a quarter by a Sixer since Allen Iverson in the year 2001. Oh, MVP year. Why? Right? Yes. Why? 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 In a game without Ben Simmons, in a game where we didn't seem like we had any interest in winning, why does Joel Embiid tear his fucking ACL in my eyes and then come back into the game and play as hard as possible. What Play, are we doing? Playing a, a solid 33 minutes, playing some minutes in the fourth quarter when the game was clearly out of reach. But Yeah, he came back in the fourth quarter. I was like, what are we doing? As much as it disturbed me that that was happening, I did really enjoy watching him just dribble up, pull up from 18 feet out, and just hit it in Ennis Cantor's eye over and over over again he just couldn't it was ridiculous yeah story of the game certainly Embiid is the mvp yeah he can do a lot of things with one knee he can't win one versus five no he cannot apparently but it was really fucking close he almost did i mean we were tied at the half he was just on fire chris we need to talk about another player who's very good in our team that actually did not play and his name is ben simmons chris all year the media, the fans have been talking about how, why doesn't Ben Simmons score the basketball? How much effect is he having on this team? Like, he scores like 12 points a game, and uh, his assists are pretty good, but like, you know, we need him to be a scorer. He needs to score the basketball. And lo and behold, he's not playing. JoJo's deciding to score the basketball at will, and yet we still couldn't really do much offensively. We were shooting... I think zero for 16 from the first half. Our defense was porous. He's like the spearhead of our defense, and it really came to light how important Ben Simmons is, at least to me. Do you feel the same way? What do you think? Yeah, totally. I mean, look what six consenting adults do off the court. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> it is completely up to them. Far be it for me to judge. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, if it's going to result in calf strains, we just can't afford it. Um, this series, or this game gave me PTSD back to the Boston playoff series in the bubble in Orlando last season, where 
you know, we spend so much time talking about the lack of defense, like Ben being out meant who's going to guard Jason Tatum. How are we going to hold up defensively? But it completely underrates the fact that he's our point guard and no one else can hold a candle to what he does as the point guard in terms of shot creation. No one else on the team, it seems, is able to create their own shot outside of Embiid. Yeah, you know, I didn't expect it to feel so stark in terms of how clunky our offense is without Ben doing Ben things. Like, Ben, let's admit it, is a little awkward. You know, he'll kind of drive and barrel his way into the uh, the paint and then do that jump spinny thing, which we all kind of hate, but it kind of is what our offense and what our how we get our open three-pointers. And yeah. it's not graceful, but it's just kind of what Sixers offense is and it has been effective. We've been winning and we don't have him for one game and suddenly it's like, oh my God, are we really relying on Seth Curry right now? Yeah. We have a lot of guys who are just best off catching and shooting. And even when you think about our guard depth, um, you know, with the, with this conversation about Ben, it's sort of like, how much is it about Ben and how much is it about what might be an inadequate roster in terms of like Ooh. playmakers, because Shake Milton is better off as a classic two guard. Tyrese Maxey is fucking 19. He's just <laughs> not ready for it yet. Real quick regarding this game question for you. Yep. If you have to pick one or the other, is this, you know, it's the second night of a back to back and off night shooting. We're shooting 18% from three while your opponent shoots near 50%. That's just a loss every time. Or is this a game that exposed some kind of serious flaws in our team? Chris, we're at the Shake Milton Minute. And so to answer that question, I think it's the former. I hesitate to... Optimistic, put, Mickey. Yeah, I'm back in. I hesitate to put too much stock into one game. In a game where we literally didn't hit a single three-pointer in the first half, like zero. We've definitely played games without Ben. We've won those games. I am not going to put our, like, oh, my God, the sky's falling because without Ben, we're a shell of ourselves or something like that. But I think it definitely tells us that Ben Simmons is important, that he does a lot that's outside of the stats, and the sky is not falling. Big game this weekend. Yeah. Obviously, the game that everybody's looking forward to this weekend. Sixers, Nets, Saturday night. Woo! 